Hey guys, it's me, producer Ross, and welcome back to another edition of Game Day Extra Time, the show where town fans have their say on their club. I'm joined by Game Day regulars who are always with me. They never leave. They're just here. They're here to stay. I'm going to go straight over to Brad, who is back this week. Uh, Brad, thank you very much for joining me. Um, your thoughts on the Rochdale result and have a win, clean sheet. And uh, how's your week been? Yes, my week's been fine, thanks, Ross. Uh, just the usual um, in my world, which is not a lot. Um, yes, top of the lead as well, you forgot to put on there, which pretty much, um, I mean, what, what, what is not to be happy about? Like you say, clean sheets, um, even with those, those two at the back, which are still, which are playing well, um, have to give them credit. And um, yeah, we, we control the game against Rochdale, I thought, um, hit, them with a, hit them with two goals close together. And uh, that pretty much killed the game, didn't it? They had a little bit of a late sort of surge, but that was more of us sort of being comfortable and not really, um, not really too worried about pressing for another one. So, so yeah, happy with the game, happy with the result. On to the next one. Cool. And joined by Mr. Game Day himself, Thomas Seggins. How are you doing, my friend? Had a good week? And uh, quick, I spoke to you, I spoke to all of you um, after the Rochdale game, but have you had time to reflect? Top of the league, my friend. Yeah, um... My week's been not too bad. Um, managed to get myself stuck in some mud yesterday. Had to pull <laughs> myself out after a while. It wasn't great. Just to get some spot levels um, in a lake. Um, it was in there about half an hour until we managed to chuck a sheet over and I could spread my weight and just pull myself out. So it wasn't a great Wednesday, but apart from that, I've been okay. Yeah, the Rochdale game, like I said at the time, you know, good result. Three points. We're now top of the league. Um, long may it continue. I don't know how long for. But <laughs> um, and I said, the only worry for me was I think if, if, if Rochdale had been more clinical, then they may have put one past us, but it doesn't matter in the end. You know, we got we got the two goals, we've we got the three points, that's all that matters at the end of the day. And like, like Brad said, on to on to MK Dons. Definitely. And over to you, David. Next up, you're always here. It's always good to have you here. Um, how <laughs> you. had a good week, my friend. And uh, I know I once again I spoke to you in the pub for the Rochdale game. So uh, your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's been a been a good week, weather notwithstanding. Uh, yeah. A few pints in the Woolpack on Monday. Um, a large amount of clothes arrived this morning, including some sparkly shoes. Oh. And uh, it's my birthday this month, so all good. Um, <laughs> I may mention that again, Thomas, later on. Yes, I know. So, and Rochdale, See you all month, I? <laughs> and Rochdale, um, yeah, it was a good win, in control the whole way through. Um, it, it was a confident performance. I, I still have my... Slight issues about um, Enciala and Wilson at the back. I think that under different circumstances, they would have caused us some problems giving the ball away. But um, you can't complain about 2-0. I know Liam thinks I complained too much, but it was just those little caveats um, about if Rochdale had been that little bit better, then things might have been different um, in the same circumstances. But you can only beat what's in front of you. So I'm pleased. Cool. And as you mentioned him, Good old Liam from Crew. He's with us once again. He's the man who hosted me once again for the Rochdale game. Um, so very much. We had a chippy, didn't we? Good old chippy. Yeah. Um, a big shout out to Marcus from Chippy. Um, good chippy. If you want to go to that, you know. If you want to sponsor us, sponsor us. You know, get free <laughs> chips. Uh, but Liam, how you been doing, my friend? Um, I haven't seen you since Saturday. So how's your week been? And uh, your quick little thoughts on Rochdale? Um, quite exciting, really. Today I've. Uh... Put the motions uh, forward to get a first mortgage um, to buy buy this flat off my sister. So uh, hopefully in the next month uh, I'll become a homeowner, which is quite exciting. Um, and then I'm changing the locks, so she won't be able to get back in after that. Uh, in terms of Rochdale, um, I mean it wasn't spectacular, but it, it there, there was pretty much. Um, a lot of good play throughout the game in patches. Uh, and I agree with David, it was really comfortable. Um, I, I, my, my whole comment about um, people being miserable wasn't just aimed at David. It was kind of a comment across the board of, of people worrying about things um, before they're going to happen. Of course, um, that there are a few little issues and I would be a little bit scared about NCR and Wilson being our centre-half pairing for a bigger game than the likes of Rochdale, but it is what it is at the moment, and it's working. Um, so, and I, I hopefully, injuries aside, 
hopefully then there when we do play those uh, bigger clubs we will have some of our stronger defenders back uh, for those games especially in terms of the way of passing out from the back which is what Lambert wants to do I have no issue with NCR or otherwise um it's his it's his passing that is a bit of a car crash um but overall nothing to really complain about with with Rochdale they had a few chances but um they never really looked overly threatening um most of it most of them were long range distance chances um so overall good win top of the table and can't really complain about that can you no and have we got hand off early doors already thomas go ahead my friend the thing is we've still got last season fresh in our minds so mm. the fact that we're perhaps a bit miserable at times is we're still seeing even though we're playing better i can still see one or two glimpses back to last season and it hasn't come back to bite us yet but that's you know that's it's still fresh in my mind i'm sure it isn't for everyone so you know we're still going to have these questions about is it going to happen again hopefully it won't but that's i think that's the reason why we're a bit skeptical to answer liam's why is everyone so miserable? <laughs> town fans, we're town fans. Yeah, yeah that's we're, true, yeah. we're miserable. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, David, go ahead. I, I also think that it's what I'm trying to do, and and I said when we're in the Woolpack, it's different when you're watching it on television than it is being in the ground, because if you're in the ground, you come out and you've got the high of um, the win, all of the emotions because you've been around fifteen, twenty thousand other people. And you've seen it from a very specific point of view, you know, sort of lower tier North Stand or wherever you happen to be standing. And you, you've got a, a very distinct perspective on the game. Watching it on iFollow, you see it, you know, from up in the gods wobbling around all over the place, but it, it, it's up there. And you see things in a very different way than if you're standing in a crowd and you're chanting and you're shouting and you, you're getting angry with a referee and all of those sort of things. And I think that when we come out then we can be incredibly high because we've won 2-0 and we're the greatest thing and we're going to storm the league because you know hms best league all of that equally you lose 1-0 um because somebody makes a cock up or there's a moment of genius or the referee does something stupid and suddenly i need to tear up my season ticket and i've got friends who do that you know you lose a game and they i'm going to tear my season ticket i'm never going back and i think that you can be top of the league you can be playing well but you can still see areas to improve so it's, it's not real for me. It's not about being negative. It's about going. Yeah, there's an element of realism, like a bit like Thomas was saying. You know, you've got the echo of last season. So it's it's that. Um, yeah, we're top of the league. We're playing well. We dispatch Rochdale, but there's still that and that which we could improve. And it's the same as not getting carried away if you're if you lose a couple of games, because there'll still be some positives. And I I, I think that trying to navigate that is is a good thing, but also it's a lot easier to look at that in that way when you're watching television rather than being in the ground. Um, it's, a, it's a very different experience and one I'd, I'd rather not have for too long. Yeah, I hate it at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, something that we're used to as well is injuries and that is next. Little, little nice segue there. Try my best to be <laughs> professional. Um, but yeah, um, another injury blow. This time it's James Norwood, the town striker. Uh, suffered a hamstring problem, um, injury in training this week. Um, but yeah, this is a big blow into James Norwood. Eight weeks, it's been reported and confirmed he'll be out for. Um, who would like to go first on their thoughts on this injury? Not not good, is it, David? Um, no, it's not It's not good. I mean, the, the, it makes the selection choice easier this weekend because you're not going to be going Hawkins or because Hawkins had a very, very good performance. Um I think that, uh, it, I mean, the biggest thing is unfortunate for Norwood, um, you know, and I, I feel feel for him. And I think that, that his response on Twitter, one, entirely justified. And a lot of it is down to his own frustration with being injured. You know, he, he missed a big chunk of last season. He wasn't fully fit, comes back, starts playing. And you can see his desperation to do well when he's charging around like the headless chicken that he is. But he's desperate to do well. And then this happens. And, and so you, you, you can sense his frustration. Um, do you want somebody else? I partly I want somebody else anyway, and I've got a very specific person I want at the club anyway, because I think that he can provide something, especially in that role. And it was alluded to on Kings of Anglia earlier on the pod uh, today. Um, 
Jackson, I'm still unsure whether he can play as a lone striker in that system. I, I quite like the idea of his pace coming off the shoulder, as I said last week. Falami, I don't particularly think he's going to be a striker at the club. Um, and things. And Tyree Simpson's very, very young and has been forgotten, um, regardless of his um, photo or lack of. So I would be inclined to get somebody else in, even if it's on a six-month deal, you know, take it up to the next transfer window and see where we go. You're not losing anything in that way, are you? You're not creating a selection dilemma. You're not creating... Because you've got... I mean, if he's out for two months, that's all of October, all of November, then he's going to have to do the rehab and come back because he won't be fully match fit. So that takes you to the new transfer window in January. So you may as well get somebody on a six-month contract through to the next transfer window and fill that in. And the obvious candidate for that is Will Keane, mm. um, who's played in that role not as a lone target man because he can't do that but his link-up play is excellent and I was having a disagreement on Twitter this morning about it because somebody was saying no I don't want to see his poor heading and things again he's not about that he's about the link-up play he's a very intelligent player and I would like to see that bringing players into the game he, he's an older more mature version of Drynan I think so I, I would like to see him back on a short-term contract mm. Would you agree with that Brad? Would you have Will Keane back and you know were you gutted to see this news? I firstly, I I wouldn't have Will Keane back. Um, mm. I agree he links to play well. He's a very very talented footballer, but I do think he struggled with his back to goal in the championship because of the more physical centre halves coming from the back of him. Um, he's he's good when he's actually facing the goal. Uh, when he's got the play in front of him, right to left. A couple of goals last season. One away at Lincoln it was a brilliant goal. Took it in, took it in stride and dispatched it first time. Um, so technically, it's a very, very good player there. Um, I, I'm, I tell you what, there's no, there's nobody really jumping off the page for me, as to as to who to go out and get with the whole salary cap thing. Is there enough room to say even go and get a Will Keane um, with an under twenty one player coming in from Premier League club? Uh, ben Ben blots another pathway for one of our youngsters. I know that could be said about McGuinness, but I think McGuinness is going to be that good and. Um, it's not really going to block anyone's pathway anyway. Um, so I'm, I'm not really sure. I've had a good think about it. And I've, I've actually got nowhere with it. So I, <laughs> I don't really know whether we should bring someone in or we should just try and um, pray that Hawkins stays fit. Maybe maybe bring Jackson on, try and educate him into that role. Um, perhaps even introduce Tyree Simpson late in games. Because at the moment, we're not exactly relying on strikes for goals anyway. Um, yes, we want someone to link the play, but integral in the system is somebody who can link that play. And for me, that is somebody who is in the club, learning that every day in training. If we go out and get somebody who is a youngster for another Premier League club, they might be playing a completely different style. He's never played with his back to goal. Obviously, they would go, for, go looking for someone who's got that. But they might play a bit more off the cuff, like um, Stu and Andy have alluded to with James Norwood. So I kind of arrived nowhere with it. In regards to the injury, um, I bet the club are pretty peed off about it, with it being another muscle injury. Uh, obviously, they, they didn't hold back on their thoughts about Toto last season with his hamstring. So you don't really know how it's happened. It's a bit, it's a bit lazy to say he's not warmed up properly. I'm sure that's not the case. But, um, yeah, I, I bet they're not very happy about that. You can, you can always forgive, say, an ACL, a, a break, or stuff like that. You can always kind of forgive that because they're random one-off injuries. But when it comes to actually um, a muscle injury, uh, I bet they're, bet they're quite annoyed about it. Um, moving to you, Thomas, um, and have a blow, another injury blow. Are, are we just cursed with injuries, would you say? Yeah, it is a bit of a worry. And you've got to wonder what's, what's happening with our sports science and our physios for it to keep happening like this. Um, I know there's people on Twitter sort of saying that, you know, they need to come out and make a statement about all this. But I don't see why they should, but it is... It's definitely a worry in terms of how many injuries we have. I, I mean, it's been happening for years now. We, how many injuries do we get a season? It's it's crazy how often it happens. But um, in terms of the injury, um, it's a big blow. I know I've been a bit critical of Norwood since the start of the season, but he is one of our main strikers and he does provide something different for us. And to lose that, it's, you know, I say it's a big blow. It's a shame. Um, obviously now, like David said, it's, it's got to be Hawkins Saturday, whatever. Obviously, Jackson's not quite ready yet. Um, in terms of replacements... I would have Wilkin back. I've said it a few times on Twitter since we found out at Norwood. Yeah, big, I've defended him. I know everyone else was criticised him last season. Same with David. You know, he links up play well. You know, he likes to his feet. He, um, 
obviously he come through Manchester United's academy, so he's not a kind of player who wants it to his head. He's not a kind of player, not at all. He's not a Daryl Murphy, even though he is tall. It's, that's not his game. So, and the way we're playing at the moment, I think he'll fit in well. It's just his again. It's his injuries that his injuries background that that's worrying. It's, you know, if we bring him in and then he loses and gets injured, then we've then got again no backup. So, um, that's just the one issue of Wilkin for me. But I do really like him. But apart from that, if we don't get anyone in, I think Simpson. I definitely think he can come in. You know, have a few run run outs at the end, end of a few games. You know, um, he did it last season. I know he's a bit green, but yeah, it'll come. He's he's got he's got a play to get the experience, and if if, if he's going to get his chances like this, perhaps he'll take him. And if he does, then fair play to him. Um, we'll see if that happens. I'd like I'd like to see him be more involved now with this, especially if we don't get any more replacements. I'd like David, I don't I can't see Falami being a being in our squad much now. Um, he's been in too long. He just can't seem to break through. I don't think we've seen him since Colchester last season, have we? In the EFL Trophy. I just, think so. No. And obviously Morris is injured. So Simpson for me is the choice that we've got now with everyone else, with all the injuries we've got. And why not give him a shot? You know, we're in League One. We're, like Brad said, we're, we're not actually relying on the strikers. We're getting goals from elsewhere. So if Hawkins can start providing and getting a few goals under his belt, and then Jackson comes back to full fitness, then we've got Simpson there to give a run out and get that experience that he needs. Cool. Right, and Liam, to finish this up, wrap it up on James Norwood. Um, what was your reaction when you, you saw this news? And you know, do you agree? Would you bring Will Keane back? Um, He's I wouldn't be adverse to bringing yeah. Keane back. Um, as as the boys have already alluded, I think the style of play fits into what Lambert wants to do. Uh, and I think that a lot of the unfair, I think. Um, reaction to him last season was a lot due to the fact that Town were playing a very direct game at times and it didn't play to his strengths Um, and you saw in some of the games where Town actually did look like trying to play to the strengths of Keane that he was fully involved and got a few goals but was involved in assisting goals at the same time Um, so I wouldn't be adverse to him coming back do I think it'll happen probably not with the salary cap, I don't know if Town could even afford um, to bring him in, if he would be interested to come in on much reduced wages than what he probably would be on uh, from last season. Um, so the likelihood is that they either try and look for someone else, um, although I, I don't think that the uh, cupboard is actually full in that regard, or they do go into the youth and try and promote one. Um, and obviously it's likely to be Simpson that will happen. For me, I think this is probably not a bad thing for Aaron Drynan because, I mean, he's out for a couple of months. But if you think about Hawkins and Norwood, and then you've got Jackson in behind that, if all three of them um, were fit and firing uh, when Drynan came back, He's not going to get much. He's not going probably going to get straight back into the squad, um, and he's probably just going to uh, end off uh, in the periphery again. So it's probably not a bad, bad thing for him. Um, but I mean, it is a it is a big gamble. Um, but the fact that he, if in the short term it's not a massive loss because he wasn't fully up to speed yet, and. Uh, for me, Hawkins would have started anyway this weekend and maybe start the next few matches if he continues to play with the same um, the same he did on Saturday. And Thomas, do you want to add one more thing before we wrap yeah, up? Yeah, I forgot to say when it was my go that um, I said Omar Vogel's name chucked around today, who I'd take, but I just don't know if we can afford him with the salary cap and everything like that. Yeah. But also, he's he not had a pre-season at all, has he really? He's, no. So he'd be getting him up to speed, whereas... Keane, at least, has had a few trials and played a few pre-season games That's as true, part yeah. of that. I'll tell you what, so, that's, testament, that's testament to Drynan that we've included him in this conversation three weeks ago. He would have been saying, go out and yep. get a new striker, even before that. So, that's testament to Aaron. So, yeah. Definitely, yeah. yeah. All right, then. Let's move on to the Plough of the Month. And um, probably for the first time for a little while, there's a lot of candidates. Uh, normally, we're like thinking, we're scratching our heads, thinking... Who was our player of the month? But it's been a great month for September, you know, thanks to them wins and good performances. Andre Lazelle was named the official player of the month, but 
Um, would you agree with that? Or have you got your own plan a month for that? Who would like to put in their 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 choice? Or is Andre Denzel your choice? I, I think it's a uh, entirely fair enough one. I think that yeah. for me, if you look across NCR and Wilson, as you know, I've got I've got my doubts. They defended well, but um, whichever goalkeeper it is hasn't really had enough to do. I mean, there's been a couple of stops here and there, but it's it's not been Bart levels of saving people, has it? Um, Chambers has been good at right back, but not a revelation. Um. And out, he's he is, um, he's on the amber warning, isn't he? Uh, Judge, nah. Edwards, I think, has been in with a shout, um, perhaps, but he's been coming off the bench, so it makes it difficult to give somebody a player of the month when he's been coming off the bench a lot. Um, strikers haven't scored yet; they contributed, but they haven't scored yet. So it has to be really down to Ward, Nolan, and Bishop. Um, I hope I mean, he's not here. Sadly, John's not here. But I did mention Nolan in connection with that. Mm. Um, I think that Nolan has grown into that role. So now I'm not doubting him. But the so the Rochdale game, I went, yeah. And I think he's grown into it and his, his performances have got better and better. I think that Dazelle's done it from the day one when he came in, the same as Ward. So for me, the, man, the player of the month is between Ward and Dazelle, who's been consistent throughout and have been really influential. And I think that Dazelle probably deserves it above Ward at the moment. Um, so I would, have, I would have gone for Dazelle, but I think it's between him and Ward for me. Oh. Thomas, would you, did you pick Dazelle when you voted? Yeah, I did, yeah. Um, Dazelle was my first choice. Um, I think he's been tremendous at the start of the season. You know, some of his passes that he's been producing and he's actually been tracking back as well, getting the ball back. And at times, you know, he's... He's been, you know, he looks like he's been found out by the opponent, and all of a sudden, he just turns it around, and he performed well in the second half and stuff like that. So yeah, for me, it, you know, Dazelle is the player of the month. Um, I think it was unfair on Ward not to even be a choice, to be honest. Because I think um, he's had a solid month. You know, he, we finally got a decent left back. You know, last year we had Ken Lock to start off with, who was okay when Garbutt was in front of him, and then, as we said last week, Garbutt wasn't really a left back. You know, more a left midfielder, and then. When he was played left back, he didn't look that great. So we finally have someone solid there, and it's 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 doing as well. And um, I think it was a bit unfair on him to not you know not to be a choice and with Nolan as well, who has had a good month. I don't think he deserved it as well as Dazelle did. So yeah, um, it's Dazelle for me. I'm just a bit worried now that Lambert's going to get the manager month for the first month of the season again. That's all going to go <laughs> back stuff, to yeah. it's all going to go back to how it did last season. So that's that's my biggest worry now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Liam, you know, would you agree with that? Or have you got another player to chuck in there? My boy, Guion Edwards? Uh, no, I would sell him. Just so that you don't win your prediction, that, that, that's all. I'd just sell him yeah. for those reasons. Um, but no, uh, I, I agree with everyone else. Dazelle um, has been the best player on the park. Uh, the, uh, for me... The only other player would have been Nolan. Um, I thought he's been outstanding in a couple of matches. Um, there have been a couple of matches, I suppose, where he's not been as good, but still not like terrible. Um, but I think just the fact that Dazelle has been consistent throughout every... And I think he's played every game, hasn't he? So... Um, or close enough to every game, including the, the the game against Arsenal's under 21s in the in the cup. So, so I mean, he deserves it. He, he's he's been given his chance and he's thoroughly taken it. Um, and at the moment, he is probably the first name on the team sheet because uh, his his play from deep. He's just showing now exactly the sort of footballer that he is. And hopefully, this is a this is a situation now that um, he can continue going. And with that midfield and with Downs still to potentially come back in, that midfield area is going to be a real problem to pick going forward if all three of them continue to play at the standard they have been. So, but for me, yeah, Dizel's been the most consistent, um, so he deserves it. Say today that it was his longest run of games since April 2019. So yeah, I think 
the more he keeps playing, the more company's going to get and the better player we're going to have. He's so. even won my son over, who's um, been hugely critical and has been for years going, no, he's overrated. He's only in there because of his dad and town fans need to have a look at themselves, basically. I think, I think he's had a lot of time to think over lockdown, to be honest. You know, they've been at home. It's the hurricane. He has sort of got home and just, just thought about his past performances. So I need to start showing something because otherwise I'm going to go down the pecking order and just be no one. And all of a sudden he's... I think as well, it, it's a question of in the past when he's played a game, then he's played it and then he's been out. This time he seemed to have come in and said, I'm playing this game and I'm having it, which is what Wolfenden yeah. and Downs have done in the past. You know, the, the performance that he gave at Accrington away last season was abysmally. He was just hanging around waiting for balls to come to him. This season, I, I, think, I think it was you, Thomas, saying he was... He's going out and he's doing the dirty stuff as well. He's he's um, you know he's putting the boot in when he needs to. He's closing people down, but he's making himself available. He's making the space. And if if the, somebody's marking him in that place, he's going somewhere else. And Nolan's yeah, dropping yeah. in deep into that place. So he, he's learnt from that. But he's also mentally said, you know, I'm, I'm taking this chance and this is mine. You're not taking it off me. And that's what Downs has done in the past and Wolfenden done. And that, that's what young players need to do. You know, if, if Simpson comes in up front, he needs to say, like Drynan has, until his injury, you know, that's my my space and that senior player is not getting it back. And that's how a young player comes along and, and creates that headache for the manager and all of that sort of thing by performing at that level. Not saying, I'm a youngster, I need, I'm, I'm sort of learning. Going, no, this is mine. And you need to have a degree of arrogance. You need to have a bit of Norwood about you to make yourself successful. Because if you're saying, oh, I'm only young, I'll, I'll just have this little cameo and Somebody will notice me in the end. You're never going to make it because suddenly you're 23 and you're Falami. <laughs> okay. Well, um, just want to put an announcement. Brad is is gone. He had to go away. Um, so I'm now just with the three amigos and me, producer Ross. Uh, so we're going to end the podcast with a preview as we normally do. MK Dons this weekend. Uh, this, some people would say this is maybe our first test test in a way. Like, I don't know. People have got, got nodding heads. Uh, they're currently sitting... Well, not very well at the moment in the league table. Uh, they are, they get up, 22nd in the league table. So actually more worse than Rochdale was last week. Um, they've started their season off with a draw against Doncaster, 1-1. Then they lost at home to Lincoln City. And they lost 2-0 against um, Liam's boys crew um, at Gresty Road. So they've uh, not had a great start to the season. Um, they've got Richard Keogh now as well. Um, I think he made his first appearance against crew, um, a player that we were looking at but um how are you guys feeling going into this game against mk dons um you hoping for another win we're always hoping think... for a win ross yeah. <laughs> so what, is it? what else are we going to yeah. for of course of course yeah of course but uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh I, I don't think there's any hope it should be expectation i, I can't yeah. I, they should should be winning this game should be winning this game the, 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 again this is another game um a bit like if you take Wigan out of the mix, which was in its own complete isolation of what Wigan are currently going through, um, and I agree with what David said before, but I think Wigan will be fine. The other three matches that we've had in this start, well, including Saturday, so Bristol Rovers and Rochdale, they're, they're, they're games that Town have to win. If they're, if they're realistic on promotion, whether that's playoffs or automatic, they have to be winning these games. And they did it last season. I know it wasn't very spectacular, but they did it. And even with all the problems uh, going around, I think they still would have beaten them on the last day of the season if it had gone ahead at Portman Road. Um, so for me, yeah, they, they, they should win this game. Um, I don't see it being too much of a, a step up, really. Um, they're not... They're, they're, ever since they actually got promoted from League Two and got this amazing stadium that they never fill. Um, everyone seems to think that they will go flying up up the leagues and make a big impact, but they haven't. They've kind of hit League One and they've just kind of floated around the bottom half and they haven't really ever looked like troubling getting out of League One, to be honest. So they shouldn't. They sh Town should be winning this game on Saturday. Oh, Thomas, uh, what's your thoughts going into this game? I know, I know, I said, you know, <laughs> got a win, but you know, your your feelings going into this. 
I'm not. I'm not worried. Um, they said they're twenty second. Um, I think we'll ha- we'll face bigger challenges than this on um, this season. Um, I say lost a crew. I was going to say uh, was um, going back to Liam's point about Wigan. You know they beat Portsmouth on Saturday, so we've got a. It's, it's, I'm not too worried at all. I think we'll we might be a bit of a tougher test, but it's not nothing major. I think we've got enough about us to to get the win, to get the three points, and stay top. Um, I think it'll be the same team. Obviously, we can't can't uh, um, can't worry about Nord getting in the squad now because he's injured. So obviously. It'll be it'll be Hawkins up front. It'll be Edwards and actually, yes, Freddie may may not start if Judge is back. Perhaps we'll put him back on the right. I know David will hate to hear that, but yeah, I can't. I still can't see Lancaster starting yet. I think they're protecting him at the moment. So um, if if he was going to change it, he would put uh, Lan- uh, Edwards on the left and perhaps bring in Judge if he's fit. If not, Freddie starts. Obviously, keep the, the field the same. Um, you can't bring him down yet. Um, those midfield three have been phenomenal, and if there's going to be a point where Dan's is going to get in, but at the moment it's 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 not yet. I mean, we will have tougher challenges, and I think that's the time to bring him in, especially if the midfield three start getting a bit lackluster. Um, you know, back on Amber as a as they're calling not on the podcast the other day, which yeah. I guess Bishop is the closest to at the moment, even though he had a good performance the other weekend. Um, and obviously the back four as well. Yeah, I think they'll it'll stay the same. Toto and Wilson won't get challenged again, I don't think, that much. Um, if they do, then it won't be very often. And obviously Chambers and Ward, you know, Ward's been solid at the left back, like we were saying earlier. I can't see him losing his place. Chambers has also had a good few games this season, which is, in my opinion, because he hasn't been tested yet. Um, I think there will come a point where he'll get found out at right back, but it won't be this weekend. Again, it'll be back end of this month. And then Holy and Goal. Um, I'll go for 2-0. I'll go for 2-0 again. Still from Liam again. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried. Um, we'll have tougher, t- tougher challenges this season. I think we'll, we'll keep our winning start. Oh, and, uh, David, what, how are you feeling going into this? Are you confident? Uh, naturally. I'm confident before every game. Um, <laughs> and to, uh, wildly optimistic, some people might might suggest. Because I think you can go into every, every game, whoever you're playing, and there's a chance of winning. Um, you know, if, if you're playing somebody who's much better than you, then you, you, the planets need to align. You need to have that perfect performance, and they need to have an off day. But you can still do it. Um, do we need that this weekend? No, I don't think so. I, th- I think the MK Dons are, are there to be beaten. Even last season, playing poorly for a lot of the time, inconsistently, without much self belief, we were beating sides in the bottom half of the table. Um, we're playing better this season. We've got confidence. We've got a swagger about us. We know how we're playing. Um, I think I think we'll win. I think Lambert will go for an unchanged side. Um, would I? The, the the two question marks for me are Sears, who are very, you know the, the the whole thing he's on an amber. I've said before he's got a nice partnership with Ward, but is that enough to keep him in the side? And I'm I'm querying that because we look so much more threatening when we have Edwards on the left because the way he cuts in, and if you've got those wide forwards and they're not wingers, they're wide forwards. You need to have them cutting in. Sears was really dangerous, and he he helped set up the second goal on Saturday when he did come off the touchline and he cut inside the box, and then it was hit, it, there was that run, and I think that I would just about possibly keep him in for but he's got to start doing that consistently because I don't I still don't think we're getting the best out of Edwards on the right I think if he was on the left then Ross would be having far more um, celebrations about his target of top scorer coming off I think he's a real threat he comes in on the back post nicely but I think that on the left he'd be a lot better so I would like to see Edwards on the left whether you move Sears out right that's fair play because he's played out there but I, I think I, I want to see Edwards on the left. I'd also like to see Lancaster start. Um, I certainly wouldn't want Judge to start because I don't think he's he's not a winger and he's not an inside forward either. So Judge can sort of go and play tiddlywink somewhere. Um, and my other one is the centre-back pairing, which I, I it would be really harsh to change them. 
they're defending well. And like um, Liam said, the um, passing of Wilson, was it Liam? Or was it Dan before he disappeared? Um, the passing of Wilson was excellent at the weekend, but I still question them as if you come against something good. And I don't think MK Dons are going to be good and they are going to do that. My concern is they're going to keep coming up against poorer attacks, get away, particularly Enciala, with giving the ball away. And then when you come up against somebody good, then because they've been doing that all the way through, you haven't been able to bring somebody else in and then you're going to get exposed later on. And I know that sounds like I'm being unduly negative. It's just a concern I've got, particularly about Enciala, who defends admirably. He throws himself on the line and you can't question his physicality. But the number of times he's given the ball away in dangerous positions and a better striker wouldn't then allow him to throw himself in front of it and make a last-ditch challenge. That's my concern, is do you say, well, that partnership is playing brilliantly? They're not playing brilliantly. They're keeping clean sheets, therefore they deserve it. Or do you look at long-term and say, we need to build the, the best partnership we can at the back? And that's a difficult one, because I do advocate, if you're playing well, you stay on the side. But I've just got those question marks, particularly about Anciala's distribution. Um, and it's not the long distribution, it's the short distribution. It's those little balls into midfield, two to Zell, two Nolan, and those are the ones he always misplaces. Longer ones, he seems okay with. But it's those those short balls stabbed straight into the centre of midfield, and he's aiming for Dizelle, he's aiming for Nolan, and he gets an opposition player. And I don't know whether it's a lack of awareness of where other players are, the runs they could make or something like that, but that that worries me. But I think on balance, probably an unchanged side, um, which I think would be fair. I was going to go 2-0. I said this on Monday. Thomas has got in there and stolen it from me <laughs> because I keep going 3-0. Um, and it frustrated me on Saturday that the three or the four was there for the taking and they sat back after scoring two and that annoys the living daylights out of me. If you've got a team on the rack, go and score a third, score a fourth, take advantage of their demoralisation. Yeah. I will go for three. Oh, OK. Uh, I'll go for three nil. I don't think that, I think that I, 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 my heart lies on two nil, but I'll go three nil. Yeah. I didn't get your prediction, Liam. What's your prediction? Um, got Sun Uh Well, um, I would have said two or three nil as well. So I'll, I'll plump for the higher one. I'll go for 3-0, feeling pretty confident. I don't think it will. I think it probably will be 2-0 again, but um I've uh, I, I didn't I, I made a rookie error of not putting the prediction down before everyone else spoke. So <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll go 3-0. Um in terms of the team, I, I, I would agree that he will probably go unchanged. But if it was me, the only area I would look at is that centre-half pairing. And they've done nothing wrong at the moment to get dropped. But And I do advocate the whole, um, if, you're, if you're in the shirt and you're producing the performances, then you keep the shirt. But I think you can go a little bit too extreme sometimes where you've got to have your best players on the park. And as what David was saying about building a partnership and so on, I think if Wolfenden is fit or um, McGuinness um, is going to come in and play at some point, then I think this is the sort of game where we could do it without any, without feeling like it's going to be a huge risk. And then we could maybe then build going forward. I know it's harsh on one of Wilson or Enciala, but, I mean, going forward, I don't think we actually believe that Enciala and Wilson are going to be the first-choice centre-half pairing throughout the season. So it will be harsh, but that is what it is. And I think the best players have to be playing. And if they're fit now, this is a perfect game to get them in, especially with the fact that next week, when I would have said that's the first real test against Charlton, mm -hmm. isn't going to happen. So there's a few there's a few weeks now in between the matches. So I would say get get um maybe give one of them a go uh, alongside whoever else he decides to keep in. But I think he'll stick to the on change lineup. Cool. And Thomas, to wrap it all up, my friend. I just got well. I 
bit of a small talking point which okay. we've forgotten about, right. which we probably should mention. Um, hopefully, my tongue's untied itself for this, but um, with the blocking out the noise celebration, it doesn't bother mm. me. Um, doesn't bother me at all. As long as we're scoring, that's all that matters. Um, I'd like to believe what's it's what Stuart was saying on on the podcast Monday or Tuesday that um, it's the players responding to Lambert preseason, and you know they're you know they're coming back firing, and it's just just going to ignore it and it's going to do what they're, what they're doing now and carrying on. But um, yeah, for me, it, it doesn't bother me too much. Um, I say as long as we're scoring, it's the main thing. If if it is against us, then it is a bit of a worry because we had this under Mick before, and we don't really want to go back to that. But at, at the moment, we're scoring, we're winning. It's the three points that matter. They can do what they want for all I care at the moment. But I don't know if anyone else. Yeah, is, what what's your feelings on this celebration, or don't you really read much into it? You just sort of is what it is, David. Um. From... <laughs> <laughs> On, on the like one it. hand, I, I, I really don't give a flying monkeys. Um, <laughs> if it's about fans, I mean, yeah, the, the, the whole Mick thing, but that wasn't really the club against the fans. That was Mick against the fans. Um, and if with Chambers and the, lot, the rest of them, they've decided they've got something to prove, then great. I don't care who they've got to prove it to, whether they've got to prove it to the manager or prove it to the fans or prove it to, um, you know, sort of... Um, the chip shop owner in Kesgrave. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, great. If they've got to prove something, then it might up the game from last season and they need it. They did need to prove something. Fair play. For me, celebrations just get on my tits, quite frankly. Um, because, and this has nothing to do particularly with bishops. It's the fact that if you score a goal, you should be so full of adrenaline and delight that you've scored a goal that you should just be hurling yourself across the pitch like Chef Kikuchi with your arms outstretched, just going, yay, I've scored. Not going, oh, I've got this carefully um, choreographed thing. I've been practicing for three weeks and I'm just going to sort of play with the corner flag and stick flowers in my ears and dance up and down because I'm giving a message to somebody. That's a load of bollocks. You celebrate because you've scored. I'm that, sure. That, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whether it's one arm up, whether it's hurling yourself on the floor, it doesn't matter. But it, it's the joy of scoring. That, you know, it's like us on the terraces. We don't do some sort of mad sort of um, sort of turning around, singing 17 different um, things backwards because we practiced it. You just, it's joy. It's unalluded joy. And players should have that. And if they haven't got that, perhaps they should not be playing. Mm. Well, sometimes where like people do knee slides and like cartwheels, like Loire Loire did it for Portsmouth, and you yeah. think you're going to injure yourself there, mate. But it's not, it's just a joy. It's joy thing. Yeah, it's like Adebayo like running all the way back to the Arsenal fans, just to prove a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much just because of all. Um, but yeah, Liam, what's your what's your quick thoughts on this, my friend? Um, I mean, Get yeah, don't, don't care really. Um, <laughs> don't think it. Don't... <laughs> Don't think it. Uh, don't think it really. I, I'm. I'm hoping that it is just a motivational tool that they're using because it's working at the moment. But I don't really care. I mean, I can see why Chambers might be doing it because he's had loads of criticism the the last few seasons, and um, and he still has that criticism. So for him, it may be a bit more personal. Might be. Uh, this whole celebration or doing that um, at the end of games because he is, he has been quite a big, he is Marmite basically in the town support. You either love him or you hate him. So it's kind of like there are a lot of people who will never give him a chance and will always be on his back. Um, And so I can understand that. Um, But I mean, I think I think it's a bit like the whole um, photos uh, for the 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 kids at the start of the season not being part of the photo shoot. I don't think it's just a bit of nonsense, really. Just just to pass a bit of time. Um, in in uh, I don't think there's anything with it too much. Um, so I, I I don't think mm-hmm. there's much there to be honest. Cool. Well, the man who started the, the talking point. <laughs> so, Thomas. Then, again, like just what Liam was saying, I don't really understand why Bishop would have a problem with us anyway. I mean, I don't really, can't recall anyone really having much beef with Bishop at all. I don't understand why he'd block us out. It's, 
that's the bit that I don't understand. If, if it is towards us, I don't get that at all. Um, like Liam was saying, I understand Chambers completely and Toto as well. Maybe one or two other players. Nor to an extent, if he was to score and did it, you know, you can kind of understand it. I mean, I'm sure Judge would love doing it to David, so. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, personally going to find David yeah, just do yeah. that. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just, just come to the wall one day, and there, there he'll be, Judge. Going, or, or, or just, just come to the wall pack, Judge. Just come to the wall pack. David will be there. Yeah, that, that would involve Judge actually scoring. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, um, like I say, I, for Bishop to do, it, I don't, I don't really understand that in terms of if it, if it was against the fans. So I don't think it is because of that. But if it is, then whatever. It's, don't like to see it if it is like that, but you know, it's, it is what it is. You know, if if that's what they're doing and, and we start going down the table again, that'll come back to bite them. So, all right, one more then, Liam. One more. Um, just just going back to Saturday. Um, can we have a free kick taker, please? Oh yeah, good shout. Uh, yeah, that, 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 take him. Uh, I think I think he's I think he's done. I think he's had his chance and uh, he's not particularly excelled. So. We need a we need a free kick taker. <laughs> we need to do that generally. Is change things around? They're not working. When you think about um, and and uh, this sounds like I'm having another go at him. Judge did um, so many corners last year, and he couldn't get past the first man. We just keep going back to the same thing. I think Judge would be decent on free kicks, but it's just because you've got the, that person who's like, oh yeah, I'm doing that. If they keep ballsing up free kicks or can't get past the first man on a on a corner change the taker over you know and we seem to stick with and we've done this it's not just the last two seasons we've done it for ages this is the person who takes them yeah badly change it over Sears has had his chance he's had three three of them which have been crap give somebody else the chance that doesn't preclude Sears taking one in the future but let somebody else come up and step up and, and do that do that who you know when Sears can do a bit more practice Apart from Garbutt last season, have we not had a proper free kick taker since Miller? Properly. Free kick taker, um, Lawrence did well, didn't he? Oh, Lawrence, yeah, I guess. Lawrence Plano. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, Pro- kind of properly, play. no. No. I mean, Judge wasn't too bad when he signed in the the championship relegation season. That that um, that second half of the season, he was pretty we good. His free, kick, his free kicks were pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, I'd say I'd happily have Judge on free kicks. But my my problem my problem is you would then have to have Judge in the team to take the free kick, and he doesn't justify being the team for his overall play. So it's kind of like (laughs) the best free kick taker. I'll have to sit on the bench potentially. Freddie took one against Bristol Rovers away, and that was well well saved. To be fair, so he has had one decent one out of what five. Yeah. I wouldn't have said that was decent. Uh, goal, any yeah, goalkeeper of, uh, of, uh, of, of, of even at League One level should be yeah, saving no, that. It's down to his. It's not it, the whole point of the wall is obviously he went around the wall and goalkeeper is at his side. So he's, he's but, got it in yeah, him. It he's got it in him instead of the fanning around that he's been doing with the other ones. <laughs> he's trying to get it over the wall and he's just yeah. failing spectacularly. <laughs> what about Dazelle? Do you think Dazel could go for it? Um, I've seen him step over him a few times. I'm like, I feel like he's about to, like, you know, go for it, but then Sears go, no. Just no. give him a go. I think if you, you need to, if you're, because Sears is a lot of them are quite placed, aren't they? They're, they? He's trying to sort of drift them over the wall and then back down and things. And my, to my mind, it's, it's like penalties. You can do them like that, but you need to you need to have a phenomenal amount of skill to be able to deceive a goalkeeper when you're not wanging it. Mm-hmm. Broadly speaking, you you need to be just going. Well, I hope this. I mean, whether you, I mean, I've seen them whether you've done it really low and it's the walls leapt and you've done underneath, but you basically need to wang it really hard, don't you? Because you've got to get, get wall and a goalkeeper. And they know what you're doing. They're watching you. So, uh, to my, I have a problem with this sort of drifting it gently in. It's sort of like, uh, just no, just wang the bastard. Yeah. I mean, your 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 boy Guion could do it as well, though. I'm sure he's yeah. never. Yeah, so. step up. Why not? We just we just don't want any more goals for your tally. So, 
It's, yeah, Gwen could do it. I mean, Garbutt last season, he he didn't drift them gently, did he? He 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 hit them with some degree of pace, and that's what was getting past the keeper and and stuff. So, um, if Sears is still on them, he he needs to just sort of pull his boot back and kick it hard. <laughs> All right then. Well, I thought this could be the first time we'll look at the leaderboard, the prediction leaderboard. Um, so, if, listeners, if you don't know already, that everybody who's part of this game day podcast. Uh, gives their predictions at of um, for every game. And currently, Liam is top of the league with nine points. So he's doing really well. Uh, and we've got Thomas, Mr. Game Day, second with six points. Uh, David. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then you've got David and Harvey in joint third with three points. Then you've got John and Brad who are joint bottom with two points. But to be fair to them, they have got one less week. Um, involved in the predictions because they came in a bit late so if there's any other new people who will get involved in the game day podcast then they'll have a bit of a disadvantage because they'll have the do we have to do points per game in the end yeah possibly yeah <laughs> possibly possibly um but yeah i think that's it thank you as ever david thomas liam and brad who had, unfortunately had to leave but um he had some input so thanks brad uh, but yeah, that is it um, for this week's Game Day Extra Time. Thank you all for listening. It's, if you want to get involved, as always, contact me at Ross Media UK or Kings of Anglia on Twitter. And hopefully we'll be back next week to bring another win, um, plus the EFL Trophy game against Gillingham. So look forward to that. Uh, but until next time, see you later. From true crime to football, Brexit to hopeful. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon. Thank you.